Good morning, afternoon, and evening, Supercoach Elites. Welcome back to another Supercoach Elites podcast, proudly sponsored by the guys at exoticlimo.com.au. My name's Corey, and as always, alongside me is Beretta. G'day, Corey. Good to be back for another Supercoach Elites podcast. And for the first time in a long time, we have the OG trio back together again. It's really nice to have all of us here. Um, there's been a few mishaps along the way, a few people taking off to Europe, and, you know, it's, it's good, it's nice, it's wholesome. We're all back together. So without further ado, welcome to the third member of the crew, the Bomb Six Press. Choo-choo! That's right, brother. The Bomb Six Press is back. And, mate, you hit the nail on the head. All three of us are back. So we've got the A-team back, the OG team, whatever you want to call it. And today we have the Round 10 preview. Um, coming at you a bit earlier in the week, which is all right. Um, but before we get stuck into it, Corey... Where can the listeners hit us up on social media? Uh, find us on Twitter at SC Elites, on Facebook, iTunes, and the podcast store at Supercoach Elites. Uh, very early for my liking, but we will kick on and do what we need to do. Um, bubble Boys, fellas. Uh, we got Ed Phillips. Scores of 87 and 49 last week. Break even of negative 61. He's a mid. He's 123k. Now, I know a lot of teams went early on Ed Phillips last week, but I know there's a lot of teams who didn't as well. Um, Is Ed just a must-have moving forward when it comes to job security, um, time on ground, and point output that's going to be uh, popping up from here, brother? Uh, for, I don't think he's a must-have. I think you could easily get through the next few hours without bringing him in, the next few weeks without bringing him in. Well, it is struggle straight already. Um, I'll be bringing him in, though. That is a guy I liked last week. That 87 was fantastic. He struggled a little bit against the Pies, but um, he's doing enough, and as long as he gets picked this week, I'll be bringing him in. Bombs? Yeah, I'm with Brett on that one. I couldn't afford him by 700 bucks last week. Otherwise, I would have got him last week. Um, and yep, for me, look, his scoring was a little bit, or oh, sorry, down on kind of like what we expected, but that's okay. He's a rookie, so maybe we shouldn't expect too much. But uh, he'll be a good service player for us over the, probably the next six weeks. I think he almost is um, a must own. He was St Kilda's best player in his first game. Um, I can't see him any way that he comes out of this side, especially with how. Uh, lackluster the Saints have been. So if you don't own Ed Phillips, he's definitely one to go get. Earn yourself a little bit of cash and, and uh, uh, move forward. Uh, Isaac coming, boys. Came out week one with 64. Last week, 16. Negative five break even. He's 123K defender. I'm a huge fan of coming, and I'm not too sure. That's because I've been following very closely on evil. Uh, Bombs, I know you've got some sad news for us after the weekend. Uh, you had coming on field. I did. What? Yeah. I did, yeah. You want to explain that story? Well, what happened was, because I was 700 bucks short of Clayton Oliver, the only way I could um, get Clayton in this week was if I went and went if I went early on uh, Isaac coming uh, in the back line. So speaking to a, to a few of the inner circle fellas, not from the Supercoach Leafs, because they wouldn't give bad advice, but... Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I was advised and probably talked into getting Isaac coming just so I could make sure I got Clayton Oliver this week. And, uh, yeah, had him in, whacked him on field, and uh, got a nice juicy 16. Uh, you, what, you're you seriously worried he's not playing next week, aren't you? Oh, 100%. I am so filthy about this because I've already got that Dooman guy um, sitting on the bench. And now I'm concerned that... Um, my defender five and defender six looks like Mira and Murphy, um, who can't even get regular games at their respective clubs. So I think I'm in big trouble. See, I think Cumming will get another chance. I actually don't think he's coming out this week. Um, 
fancy a pun. Who comes out if Kelly comes in, though? I don't think it's coming. Um, strangely enough, let me have a look at the team. He's a bit of a different player, more of a uh, intercept halfback. The only worry I've got with coming is such a small body size um, and frame, and they did get absolutely pumped last week. Uh, do you want to have a bit of a chat at coming, Brett, and I'll have a look at the GWS side? Um, yeah, I think he's uh, a good player. I think he just, he's going to be victim too. He's played one really, really, really poor game, and he was almost their worst player. Um, and situationally, I think if Kelly comes back in, but who knows, he might be out for the whole season. He's just messing with us. I think he's almost the one to go. And they just probably move Dylan Shield back to that half-back line and, yeah, drop coming out of the side. Kelly's midfield, I think that's the simplest move. Um, I think other guys in that team are better defensively than coming and can do what he's doing offensively. So, yeah, I think he's the easy one to drop out if you look at the list they put out. Well, Sam Reed got injured, though. I don't know how bad that was, so he could be one that could miss. Yeah. Sam played 53%. Yeah, he was on the bench a lot. Yeah, actually, I can't see. The only one that I could see coming out are probably definitely out of that side are Moore and uh, Keefe, but I don't think they're going out ahead of uh, coming. More shut down yeah. someone in the second half. Some, uh, big body no, no, no. He, sh- he shut down Ben Brown and then got absolutely poleaxed in the yeah, third quarter. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, I don't think he shut yeah. anyone down. Um, I don't think you're shutting plays down when you're getting done by like 80 points. So, yeah, look, Isaac coming, good chance to come out if Kelly's back in. Um, yeah, which is scary for some sides who went early. The other one on the bubble this week is uh, Tommy McCartan. Scores a 27 and 45, negative one break even. He's 117k forward. I don't think there's any way I'd advise getting him this week. I'd probably rather go early on one of the other boys that we'll talk about shortly. Um, any way any of you can condone Tom McCartan? No. Okay, beautiful. We got a lot of players who played one game last week um, and some bloody impressive debuts out there um, for the Bubble Boys. Timmy Smith, 123k forward. He popped out 91. Uh, Jordan Ridley, 123k defender. He dropped out the 76. Uh, Bailey Rice, 123k defender. He had the 55. Mitch Lewis, 123k forward with a 39. And Dylan Clark, 123k forward mid with a 34. Disappointing from Clark. I expected a little bit more. Um, but made his AFL debut. Hopefully he can bring out something this week. Is it almost better for the teams that have Ed Phillips to have a look at maybe bringing one of these guys in a little bit early, Bombs? Nah, so if I'm them, I got Ed Phillips early last week to ensure upgrades this week, so i just go ahead with upgrades, um, and I'd wait again for this, these guys. There's, there's a reason why you don't pick uh, fellas on their, on their first week. Um, Isaac Cummings, which you heard me just talk about, but again, <laughs> I mean, Ed Phillips... Uh, you know, if he had two games like that, he wouldn't necessarily be a lock uh, coming in this week as well. So have another look because, you know, the last thing you want is to go bring in, say, Ridley or, or Smith and then for only for them to knock out a 30 and then get dropped before they even rise one time. Uh, with Ridley, just on the Ridley factor before we hit you, Britta, um, had a very oh. impressive game. What happens when Hurley comes back in? Yeah, that's the problem. That's yeah. what we are. Yeah. Oh, is, is Ridley a centre half back? Man, I was unaware of that. He's not a. I didn't think he was. He's not a centre half. He's like a one ninety. He's yeah. like a mid sized defender. Yeah. Yeah, but I worry. Uh, look, I think Matty D makes way for him, 
but is there any chance you reckon he could make way for Ridley? No, I think... Similar I, think to, I reckon it's similar to the coming one, that if he has one really poor game, I reckon he's out of that side. I mean, Dylan Clark's more of a midfielder. He's probably not going to drop for Hurley. Um, Matty D's not that bad. He's pretty consistently getting his 15 touches and doing a job. And then, I don't know, Connor McKenna's a runner. He's not coming out. So he's not coming out. Bagley seems to be locked into that side no matter what. Kale Hooker's not coming out. He's certainly at the bottom of the food chain, but he had 25 touches. And yeah, he looked bloody good. The yeah, other, he had played good. The other thing is, too, I think, I mean, Hooker, Hooker went down back and looked pretty impressive. So is it going to be a matter of, all right, let's go with the Hurley-Hooker combo down back. Go big, uh, what was the bloke's name who snagged for? Um, McKernan. McKernan. McKernan, yeah. With uh, Danaher. And then, you know, flip that oh. around a bit. I do like I do like their idea of Ridley playing um, that third tool um, off that back line. He used it absolutely beautifully. Um, but, yeah, just ask look, him, are there any concerns? No, look, I don't have concerns. He's playing ahead of Hartley at the moment. I think he plays ahead of D. Hooker's been playing defence for probably the last four or five weeks anyways, Corey. And McKernan's only in the team because Joe Danaher is currently out. So, um, yeah, no, I'm not worried about this... Uh, at all, as long as he can, you know, contribute in some way. I think that's the key. If, if uh, I think worst fault, if he's getting effort and you know some contribution from the younger players, then he'll be happy enough to play them moving forward. I think. Yeah, but I'm also talking about the week early too. Is it a matter of the because there's a lot of teams oh, you don't get him the week early, no. Yeah, don't get him the week early. early. A lot of teams have brought him in. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's the risk you take, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Timmy Smith looked bloody impressive as well. The one thing that I loved about Tim Smith's game too is time in the ruck. Um, mm. So eight hit outs for that game as well to go along with his uh, couple of goals. Um, he's one that I think, if he can hold his spot, he's been playing bloody good for Casey. Um, will be pretty impressive. But are we worried that when Wiedemann's fit that they want to get him back in that team? Or is it Tim Smith's spot now to earn it? Well, Wiedemann was dropped. I don't think he was injured, was he? He's injured. Oh, he's injured? Oh, yeah. What was the injury? How long? Uh, not a big one. Not too sure. Yeah, so, I'll, look, I'll, I just wouldn't move on him, um, to be fair. I think they play... Wiedemann was a high draft pick. They probably want to invest in him um, before they go and invest in uh, Tim Smith. So, yeah, look, I, I wouldn't be getting him in, um, not, at this, not at this early stage anyways. It's too much of a risk. Right. Uh yeah, I think I think as long as Tim Smith keeps playing well, he holds his spot. I don't think they're playing particularly that well in a deep where they can afford to be, you know, flirting with guys who are playing well. He, I know he kicked zero goals two, didn't zero goals two didn't slot one, but he had a decent chunk of time on ground. He can do multiple things. Wiedemann seems to be getting hurt. Um, I just I'm really excited that he scored a 91 after his average of 25 last year. You know he's shown potential; yeah. he, can, he can do some output. But that's also why you don't go early on this guy because he has uh, the potential to stink it up with some really really poor scores. Uh, you thinking of Joel Smith from last year, Breda? No, no, Tim Smith. Tim Smith. Tim yeah, he played two games. He two played game last year a few games. Yeah. Yeah, that's why he's he doesn't didn't, didn't have the old learner sign on him uh, on the on the okay. field. Because Joel Smith yeah. was the defender, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. he was good too. He was, he, was, he was the one that I had for the whole year. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and then, yeah, hopefully, you know, look, those boys can back it up and then a Bailey Rice or a Mitch Lewis or a Dylan Clark can, uh, can put something up. The one I didn't talk about was uh, Young Heron from the Gold Coast because they've got the bye this week. So, um, but is that probably the most, I don't know if you boys were following that game, that most inflated first two possessions you've ever seen? Snagged the goal, yep. had a handball or something, it was on like 40. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Strong start. Really pushed hard after that with another 10 points for the rest of the game. Yeah, um, <laughs> you get inflated points if you go playing Gold Coast, so that's a pretty good thing to see. Uh, Gold yeah. Coast, China. Um, <laughs> yeah, so look, I mean, all these boys will get a big talking about next week. Let's hope... Um, Smith and Ridley can go back it out and uh, impress up. I, the worry is going to be, I mean, what happens if like Dylan Clark and Mitchie Lewis and Bailey Rice come out and score some good scores? We're going to have five players sitting on the bubble that are going to be very, very tantalising. Okay, I'll be looking to double downgrade next week. Yeah, me yeah. Yeah. Um, but we'll talk about trades a little bit later on. Uh, Bumps, some exciting news about the challenge. Do you want to um, bring it up? Yeah, the challenge. So, uh, Misty's Diner, uh, I guess is a franchise or whatever you want to call it. It's an American diner based uh, down in Reservoir. They've uh, jumped on board and will host, uh, I guess, uh, the, the challenge at the end of the year, which is um, which is some good news. They've, they've agreed to help us out. And, um, look, I'll be in some more talks with them as well because what we're going to do is we're going to open this up to the community at the end of the year. We'll come out with a date. Anyone can come along. Whoever the loser is can see them down the challenge. Um, hopefully have a good time, and we'll see if we can organise a bit of a discount for anyone uh, who wants to come down and get a get a bite to eat or have a milkshake or, or anything like that. And most likely watch Brett do some kind of food eating contest. Oh, yes. We're going to go into that. Yes. sitting in last right now. Smithy. Jake Lloyd's a flawed junk one. Bumps, I missed the Sydney game on the weekend. How'd Jake Lloyd go? He only scored 173, Corey. Maybe gets knocked out this week. 173. If anyone can max. That's Jackson McRae, it's his fella. You guys were separated by like 0.8 of a percent last week, and then Jake Lloyd went and done that. So it pushed his average up to 103.4, uh, and Sicily still going strong at 107.3. Let's uh, keep those games that you had last week out of the system, sis, because, uh, yeah, you worry about right. Dev at all, Brett? No, not really. I'm okay with Dev. He's pretty consistent, and the scores are going to come, so don't stress. I'm worried about Sicily. He just got swung forward for the first time. That's dangerous. Yeah. Not for the first time. It's happened earlier in the year. They'll do it when they're desperate, Hawthorne, but he'll line up at half back next week. But not lose too many more games to shit sides. Otherwise, we're in trouble. The, uh, I mean, and we were talking about this uh, yesterday because you boys are pretty excited with Mirror. I watched the game and don't think he done that good of a job. Not supercoach-wise, because the supercoach points were bloody amazing, but defensive efforts, I think they look a little bit vulnerable when Sicily's not down back. Uh, Mirror was great going forward, but got absolutely towed up every time that ball came near his uh, opposition defender too. So, yeah, I think Sicily goes straight back down back and becomes that ball user again. Um, you boys ready for some Who Am I? Yeah, mate. Okay, beautiful. Um, let me get it up. So, who am I? Uh, I'm priced in the 550 to 650k bracket. 
I... I'm trying to read them out without giving it away too early. Um, six of my scores have been 100+. plus. Mm-hmm. I have a lowest score of 42. Oh, no borders. I have a three-round average of 146, and I'm only yep, one of nine players to have over 1,000 points on this season. I'm ranked mm-hmm. number one in my line. Brett, Boy, have you got an idea? Uh, I clueless. Jack Darling, mate. It's Jack Darling for sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It is yeah, as soon Jack, as you said 42 um, on yours, him. Yeah. Um, oh. It is Jack Darling. And I think this is a perfect segue to some conversation we're about to have. Um, is Jack Darling the real deal? Is Jack Darling the most informed player in the competition right now, Bonfire? Oh, without doubt. Um, we had this conversation, didn't we, last week? Hogan v. Darling, and I said Darling. We we actually said that we would go off air and have a little talk about it and make a bet, but I think that just all slipped our mind, didn't it? We never yeah. got it done. And then he came out, Darling, and scored 181, so I was pretty chuffed with that. Um, shame I didn't have a bet against you. But, yeah, man, he is, um, yeah, man, he's, he's gee, a borderline a must-have like that. 42 against a team on the bottom of the ladder is a little bit concerning, to be fair. Um, but boy, what he's done since then is absolutely incredible. And what he did before that game as well. Um, if you take that Carlton game out as an anomaly, his scores are absolutely incredible. He's got a low score of 89 with a second low score of 90 and everything else is above a ton. Mm, Batshit crazy up the ground, taking marks. It was, it came on the weekend was, was phenomenal, phenomenal. Um, there we go. he was just, he was just sticking everything. We have 15 mark. Like, they're coming down. He's just taking um, grab after grab, making Rance and Asprey look second rate, really. So, this is and crazy. And that's what I loved about it. It was, it was more about who it was against than about the game itself. Because if that was against Carlton, you wouldn't be that excited. The fact that this was against one of the teams who were the hardest to score against is absolutely incredible. Is he... Is he worth the price tag? I wouldn't be paying six hundred for him, but I'd be happy to pay five sixty. So it's this week or just wait. I think is because as as a key position player, is there another low score in there along the way somewhere? Yeah, potentially, yeah. And that's why I don't want to pay six hundred plus for him. I'd rather get McLean or Gray or Buddy. Oh, no, no, you'd, you'd never want to go near Gray. Maybe we'll talk about that later. Um, he's scary at the moment, Jack Darling. He's a scary, scary footballer. Um, I just worry. I mean, I don't know why. I think it's because it's Jack Darling. But, uh, it's the name. Yeah, he's a man yeah. playing with confidence. I mean, if this was any other player, if this was Robbie Gray or Isaac Heaney or someone doing this, I'd be advocating that you had to go get him right now. Um, but arguably the most informed player, um... I reckon maybe probably second to McRae. Uh, it's just some scary, scary football. Brett, if you, you obviously haven't even had a look at him. I looked at him because I had him in my draft league, and when he scored 42, I dropped him, and so now I'm pretty upset about that. I had him, and I moved him along oh. to grab a local Barlow as well. 
Um, and I think this is the week to do it because I think with a break-even of six, if he comes out and even just scores 100, he's going to be above 550,000. Now, if he's above 550,000, um, I wouldn't be buying him just because I'd wait for the big scores to exit his system and that sort of stuff. But I think five is... Still his boss there. Brett, you still here? Hello?